Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Clone Wars rewatch. We are finally back. It has been forever. Not really, but it's been a long time. I'm your Herd leader, John Wayne, in case you forgot. I've been... Who am I? Exactly. It's been so long, I don't even know. Who are you? I, I can't... I ask myself every day. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> it is, You actually. are my beautiful husband. Well, yes, I am. Yeah. That's yeah. my beautiful cat over it there. Is, yeah, it's an annoying cat, too, sometimes. Yeah, if you hear a meow, it's because John stopped <laughs> petting her. Yep, she is being extra crazy today. But she's just happy that we're home. Clearly. So, uh, and she's also excited about Clone Wars, which is what we're talking about today. Do you like Clone Wars, Piglet? <laughs> she's not talking to you. Um, <laughs> we like Clone Wars, and we are chugging along with Season 4. Um, this is little over halfway point. I mean, we're already done with all of season four. We, we're into season five our, ourselves, personally. Yeah. But uh, as far as our rewatch, we're, we're still rugging, running through uh, season four. And we're in season four, episode 15, to start with. Yeah. We're starting another four-episode arc uh, here. And it's an interesting one because it's a little bit more... It's, it's out of the lines of what we're used to. Yeah, it's... Like, it goes from 0 to 100 in, like, 2.2 seconds. Yeah, it it, it, introduce, it reintroduces elements of, sort of, L.A. Noir cop Obi-Wan that we saw mm -hmm. in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. But it also dials it up by 10 in terms of the greater implications of it. Like, it's not just sneaking around now. Yeah. It's, it's deep, deep cover stuff. Like, literally, the plot that they're trying to prevent in this episode is what kicks off episode three. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, what kicks, it's what kicks off there's, the there's some, the I mean, there's some conversation to, to have about that. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, this, it, it's tied to much greater things, and <clears throat> it involves some questionable things, and it's just... It's as much intriguing as it is entertaining. Like, they're, they're fun episodes, but they're also episodes that create conversation mm -hmm. which are some of the best clone wars episodes oh yeah absolutely like the concept that the clone wars could have ended a lot sooner than they actually did eh, maybe if, if they'd if, if, if somebody would just kill palpatine yeah that would have um, that that'd have to be the thing would have would would have dooku would would dooku have taken over uh i don't know i mean that's up for debate since he... I mean, he kind of <clears throat> offered Obi-Wan, but I don't feel like yeah. that was entirely... Gen I, I think he knew Obi-Wan wouldn't take his offer. So, I don't know if he believed that he could. Yeah. You know, I think that's why he was so faithful to Sidious up to episode three, is just <clears throat> because he he believed in that because there was... He really didn't have a, uh, have a reason to believe in anything else. Yeah, and like, I think we've seen, you know, in media of various forms uh books battlefront that palpatine had backup plans yeah he yeah. he was a planner he had a lot in order in to make all of this work so yeah not um, just like plan a and b he had plan a through z and a couple of numbers yeah and we even see um we're even going to see some of that here a little bit mm -hmm. and so but yeah we're, like I said, jumping off season four, episode 15, Deception is the episode, uh, and this is where it kind of kicks things off, and the uh, opening moral for this episode is, 
All where all warfare is based on deception. He's not wrong. Which, yeah, I mean, <laughs> to to some level or degree, someone's not telling the whole truth. Yeah. Uh, and I mean that's kind of foundational to <laughs> these episodes here a little bit into some of the fun conversations. Yeah, I say fun, some of the interesting conversations. Fun conversations like death. <laughs> yeah, lots of it. Yeah, so. We get started with uh, kind of pointing out what 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 we're worrying about right now. There's a plot to kidnap the emperor. Yeah, well, yeah. kidnap. I think. Well, no, I think the as far as they believe it, the plot is to kill the the kill Palpatine. Yeah. It's revealed to us later that the plan was to kidnap him. Yeah. Which, uh, they find out that the guy who is kind of in charge of the whole plan is Moralo Ival, which, clever, almost evil name. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> You a... know he's a bad guy when his last name is evil. <laughs> uh, very true. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh... Or it's just very unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> the episode, we get to the, the meat and potatoes, uh, on the streets of Coruscant. Which, mm-hmm. I think it's the lower levels. Yeah, I mean, levels. Coruscant has a lot of levels. Exactly. I, I guess, compared to others, this one's kind of lower. Uh, we open up on the streets of Coruscant. Anakin, uh, Palp- Palpatine, he's not there. Uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, be. and Ahsoka uh-huh. are chasing down... Well, they're chasing down someone. Um, and they are getting targeted by a sniper. Mm-hmm. Reiko Hardin. Rocco mm-hmm. Hardin? Rico. Rico. Okay. Sounds like Draco. Gotcha. Exactly. Uh, blast ring out, narrowly missing the Jedi, until one actually hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi-Wan is supposedly shot down. Yeah, he takes a tumble, too. Yeah, he falls, like, a lot. Which... Good acting. No, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. if, if you haven't watched the episodes, why are you listening to this? Honestly. So, they, I mean, the, these episodes, we don't have to... <laughs> Give a spoiler alert, really. Yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> Thank you, Concrud, for the uh, for the hacking cough. There you go. Sound like Grievous. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Obi-Wan gets shot from the snapper. And immediately, I was like, they didn't. Well, they obviously. Didn't obviously. I've seen episode three. <laughs> yeah, we, they we didn't know. kill him. But it it's enough to start the questions, you know, just like, Wait a minute! What is going on here? Yeah, I mean, we don't. It's it's not confirmed until later when we see the shot of the funeral. Yeah, that because up until that point, you can just assume like, oh, he's gonna be hospitalized and Anakin's gonna go crazy. Yeah. No. Well, no. They're just yeah, outright. Yeah, everyone's just straight up dead. Yeah. <laughs> to Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, and everyone who's not in on. Zoom. Yeah, everybody, but which. I mean, we talk about the de- we talk about the deception of Anakin, which is its own conversation, but literally everybody not Yoda and Mace Windu supposedly did not know about this. Yeah, like they're just straight up mourning their friend at his funeral. I mean, you know, as as difficult as the relationship t- teacher to student to lie like that is, yeah. you know, this is an organizational yeah. lie. Several. Jedi were lied to in this. The yeah. only one I think that cared 
in the end, though, would be Anakin. I think everybody yeah. else will be just like, oh, the greater good. Well, he's not the only one who cares, because Satine is just straight up sobbing. Yeah, well, I'm talking about the Jedi, though. But yes, yeah, yeah Satine's there, which was a nice addition. I mean, there, there wasn't anything major, but yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that had to be... It's just, like... What if, like... Satine was there and Dex was there just like sobbing into his uh, droid uh, lady's friend's <laughs> right. shoulder just like, there, there, it's alright. Well, and that that's the thing again, you know, we talk about like I mean, it's dangerous to lie to Anakin yeah. clearly we see that. And yes, because he is furious. And, and understandably so I mean, you know, you, you assume the level of your relationship like that mm-hmm. Anakin should be in on this sort of thing. Um, but they, they lie to him, which is mm-hmm. arguably not the smartest move with someone that Mm-mm. clearly many in the Jedi Order don't trust already. Yeah. Also, like, he's got some problems. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka sees this and she's like, oopsie Yeah, she's like, I'm worried. <laughs> and like, understandable. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like you said, like, I think the Jedi, for the most part, would all be ones to be like... Yeah, like, you know, oh, the greater good. It that that was necessary. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it'd be interesting to know Satine's perspective of mm-hmm. just like what in the world? My boyfriend died. And that's the intrigue is like these are the links that apparently the Jedi are willing they're they're willing to sacrifice part of their moral code of being honest for the sake of a mission. Mhm. When yeah. the easiest solution is just can't like don't give a crap what the chancellor says. Just cancel the dang event. Exactly. Like, like you know, why can't we just cancel? The, you know, he's. I, I assume he won't call it off. He's like, no, we've already tried. And it's like, uh, he doesn't get a choice. No. Personal safety issues. Yeah. Greater, like, greater, greater. You could just picture. like veto that. Right. Like that. It's ridiculous that number one, I. I hate how accepted the whole, daft, elderly politician act is it you know like it's it's like just taking it as oh that's just all palpatine you know it's just like uh no that's stupid (laughs) well like think of how many old persons you know right but if he's that stupid get him out of office yeah is what like it's one of those things where it's just like so this is the guy we're trusting to make big decisions the one that's just like oh this might kill me but eh, you know ceremony yeah what what that makes no sense to be fair no sense Padme kind of said the same thing when she was given the speech for Bail Organa. But, like, it's different. Okay, well... <laughs> I mean, it is and isn't. I mean, it's a fair point. Yeah. But I feel like when we're comparing Senator to Chancellor, when we're comparing, uh, you know, basic politician to, you know, let's <clears> say, <throat> President of the United States, there's different levels of security that it doesn't matter what that person in office says, you know, someone else is there to say, President, that's stupid. You know that's stupid. Let's not put yourself unnecessarily in danger. I'm not, not talking about people. the orange faced idiot right now. I'm talking about <laughs> life or death situations. I know, I know, I get you. Uh, where it's like that's that's a stupid yeah. you know, it's like the Oh, you know, I know what will cheer up our troops. I'm going to go literally onto the front lines. I'm not talking about going to a camp far away from any of the action. I'm talking about, you know, g- give this man a bulletproof. That's stupid. I get you. And someone should be there to tell the president, don't do that. You know you're going to get shot. 
And it's just like, there, there's no amount of PR that can justify this. And Palpatine just being like, I might get shot, but you know, uh, nobody can... It, it's alright. Here's the thing, it's just an anniversary of Naboo's history. Padme could do this. Exactly. Padme could give the speech. <laughs> like, I, I, I just... Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm not saying they should have been able to be like, yeah, the, the Chancellor seems evil. You know, he seems like he's making some evil. But they should have definitely been like, I don't trust the decision-making of this political leader. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but... Anyway. Know, we, we could hash and slash yeah. that any any number of ways, but... Speaking of getting shot... Um, <laughs> right. So, Somebody yeah, did. We're filled in on the plan, which is... So, Obi-Wan getting shot was part of the plan. The other part of the plan is when I realized, this movie's just face-off. Uh, kinda. Mostly, just like, face-off. <laughs> Literally, switching faces with a criminal to get into jail in order to, like, further your well, evil no, plans? No, well, no, the face-off, the bad guy so came up with the plan. The right. bad guy was the... No, oh, no, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, well, <clears throat> okay, you're right. It was... They, yeah. they, they were like, hey... We're gonna take his face, oh. <laughs> and you're gonna infiltrate his gang. And then it turns out that the dude knew about the plan and t- spinned it around. This is like th- they locked up. This movie's wild. <laughs> they locked up actual Reiko Hardeen. Yes. And then use <clears throat> cartoon science to yeah. just transform Obi Wan. Yeah, they like inject him in the neck, and his face starts moving all Polyjuice potion like. Exactly. Yes. Except like, it's not. Like, temporary. No. Well, well, I mean, obviously it's reversible, but it's yeah. not temporary. Like, it seems painful. Because you gotta think, like, bones in your face are moving around. Like, your teeth are moving around. Cartilage is moving. It's wild. Yeah, well, I mean... And, and also he had to shave. I feel like if he had just shaved... Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, and it's like eyebrows, hair. Well, yeah. no, not eyebrows. He but shaves his head. Shaves his head, his and beard, he, and everything. Oh, here's my thing. Painful. Like, I feel like most people don't remember what Obi Wan looks like prior to the beard. Mm-mm. I, I think Rako could have just been like a different skin complexion and l- look like Obi Wan shaved. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I get you. Yeah. I be- just because well. Just because well, for he's got me, the I tattoo have... on his face too. True. Well, yeah, temporary tattoos. <laughs> we have that technology. Of course, they have it. Here, Master Yoda, hold this <laughs> towel over my face. <laughs> I mean, my thing. So I have my opinions, but like, what did you think of this? Like this, it, not necessarily yeah. the plot, but just this transformation thing. It's just straight up face off. Like that was my, that was my thought the entire way through. Like they're really just, they're really doing this, huh? I get it. It's fun, like but, a, like, I enjoyed myself because yeah, it was so similar. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, I just feel like this is a <clears> little <throat> much. Like, you know, with Polyjuice Potion and Harry Potter, yeah. you can kind of expect, okay, this isn't, this is meant to bend reality. This is magic. Yeah. You can, you can quote unquote magic that conversation. But with this, you're, you're talking about legit science. Like, you're trying to talk about... No, this is real technology. This is doable. And I just don't get how. That's what I say. Like, I I think that they could have accomplished a very similar thing of just being yeah. like, oh, no, just shave and you look almost just like... I mean, I know we kind of just had that with Jar Jar with the, oh, just put on the crown and you look like... Yeah. 
but I would have accepted that over whatever technology this is. Yeah. And then, is this a regular thing? Like, what what actual medical reasons does this exist? Like, it's just... Because this is not just average plastic surgery. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I just don't... It's like the cloning thing where it's just like, so wait, the Kaminoans are the only ones that have access to this thing? And this is just... Like, we don't know how they're doing it, and, like, how, wh- how does that, how is that possible? Yeah. That's like saying someone somewhere in the world has the cure for cancer, and they were able to figure it out in a garage, but for some reason that technology is not everywhere. Like... FDA regulations, mostly. Uh, there's been... Uh, there, uh, I won't get into it. Medical science is kind of janked up, but whatever. Anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, they find Reiko in a bar, and they're like, hey, you, you're a Jedi killer. Come back here, and we'll hang out. Whatever. And, like, so... Well, no, uh, they go to pay him. Oh, right, right, right. Because so re- they hired right. right, and that's the big reveal again, because it's not like they just happened to... Like, oh, lucky us. Here's a... It's kind of genius. <laughs> but they're... I, I, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. I they mean, just straight up hired a bounty hunter. It's, it's just... This is not a Jedi thing, I think. Like, this is just... You know, and I get, they're the law enforcement, essentially, but, like, Mm -hmm. this isn't the Jedi... This is like saying, hey, pastor, do you want to go undercover in the LAPD? Like, what... what, Do you want to beat up a guy in an alley? You're a a religious nut. Like, why why would we give you a gun and trust you to go undercover and pass as, you know, Julio Juvio... In the drug running game. Like, that's no, your... that's a cop's thing. That was the first name that came to your head. <laughs> I, like, I just, I don't get where this, where this went off in the light bulb of somebody's mind. Like, oh, good idea. Good idea this is. It's like, probably Mace's idea. Let's just. I don't. Well, I, I mean, mean, yeah, well, because this is, this is arguably one of the first times, but not the last time we see them make a decision where it's like. You really are giving up your moral code for this, mm-hmm. this war. Like, yeah. don't you see, the war is not won or lost on battlefields. It's to do with these people's character. Yes. And that was Palpatine's thing so often is like, hey, they could kill me in the end. And, you know, Order 66 is never done and the Empire never rises. But guess what? If they were to do that... They've given up the Jedi way completely, yeah. and I've destroyed the Jedi. I might not have killed them, I might not have orchestrated their death, but I've destroyed their moral character, and that's enough. And so, yeah. either way, Palpatine wins, and this is one way where Palpatine's winning because they're giving up their moral character. Yeah. You know, it's not about a big battle, it's about the fact that they're like, let's, you know do this very questionable undercover business and lie about a Jedi being killed and all this other stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like... Yeah. But anyway, so they they put the beat down on Reiko and put him in chains somewhere else. Um, and Anakin and Ahsoka show up at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I love that image of Anakin and Ahsoka standing side by side looking tough. <laughs> because it looks like Anakin... Scary, scary boy, Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's she's grumpy she's too. She's cute, but, but she's grumpy. Yeah, she looks precious. Well, and but this is the dangerous side of lying to Anakin. 
Yeah. And they should have been able to foresee this. Like, yeah. it. I he, get... Yeah. You know, Obi-Wan says, like, it was Anakin's, you know, response that sold it. It's just like... Mm-hmm. He, he could act. He could. Like, this is the thing that I love about Clone Wars. The look on his face, I have it pulled up in front of me, looks like Hayden Christensen in episode three. Mm-hmm. It looks fantastic. The animation does. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, a- Anakin finds Reiko, air quotes, because yeah. this is it's a microphone. Yeah, Obi-Wan at this point. Yeah, uh, in the back room, and he, like... I do like <laughs> the li- I do like the line when he wa- when yeah. Rako wakes up and he's like, "Oh, Jedi I already killed one of those today," and go- goes back to slaps like, yeah. "Oh man, Obi Wan just right into character there." Yes, immediately. But that's another thing is now you're. N- it's not just that. Okay, we lied that he died. Now Obi Wan himself is lying to Anakin. Yeah. As he's impersonating Rako, so it's not just the separated dishonesty now it's direct dishonesty yeah in that moment you just lied to your best friend and it's just that's why we could be mad at obi uh, at uh mace windu and yoda like for putting this all together obi-wan played along obi-wan played along and and it's just all the sketch all the sketch all All right anyway let's get let's try and get through this episode let's try um so yeah anakin also has a great line uh, where he's, like, almost choking Obi-Wan Reiko, uh, and he's like, if it were up to me, I would kill you right here, but luckily for you, the man you murdered would, would rather see you rot in jail. I did like that line, and that had, I to, liked that that had to be a moment for Obi-Wan as Reiko, just be like, I'm so proud of you. Now you decide to listen to me. <laughs> uh, uh, clearly we know, Yeah. I don't, I don't believe that Anakin actually would have done that. No. If it weren't for the necess- necessity of the plot, I don't think... He would have killed him. I think so. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, Reiko Obi-Wan gets thrown in jail, um, and his first day there, he stabs someone in the hand. With a fork. <laughs> With a fork. <laughs> it's almost as cool as when yeah. um, Riddick uh, in um, Chronicles Riddick, yeah. uh, when he kills a dude with a cup. Yeah. That movie was wild. That was I I loved that movie. Um uh, arguably the one that launched Vin Diesel into popularity. But yeah. Arguably. He, I'd he say threatens it. the dude with a cup. Yeah. And then he kills the dude with a cup. And then the other the dead dude now's partner is looking and then uh Riddick it just escalates. He picks up like I think like a paper clip or something like something even stupider than a cup and, yeah. and it's just like you wanna try? <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, that was his cred moment. That, that was, was that was Reiko's credit credibility moment. Of yeah, just, I stabbed a guy with a, a fish guy. It was a yes, Carcadon. I so don't we, remember his name. Well, it's not it's not the guy. Well, I know. I remember he blew, I know. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a Carcadon. Uh, so we do see one above water. So yeah. there you go. That's the one we talked about there. Do you think he sleeps in a fishbowl? No, I don't think they are that accommodating in this prison. Probably not. His his skin must have been very ashy. And yet again, do we really need, if we need <clears throat> clones so much, should they really be running security at a prison? Yeah. But anyway, so he gets the admiring eye of the uh, Evel men. Yes. And, yeah. then, and then he somehow has, again, all right, so we're we're not talking about just any security guards. We're talking about clone clones. troopers. Yeah. And he somehow has pull here to get Reiko brought to his cell. 
Yeah. Moralo evolves just like, oh, I'm interested. I want him in my cell so we can conversate. And then, you know, he talks, he, yeah. he tells him the plan. You yeah. know, Cad Bane shows up. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. And when Reiko's pushy and Cad Bane's like, oh, I'm going to need extra to put up with this guy. Morale Val's just like, uh, you're not going to get along. Guards, take him away. Like, yeah. how does this guy have so much power in here? Like, that's what's intriguing that we don't get an answer to. Yeah. Um, then we get a scene where Reiko, like, Obi- Obi-Waco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Reiko 1. I don't know. Um, like, intimidates a guy off of a piece of uh, workout equipment. Well, I mean, you know he stabbed a guy with a fork. With a fork. You don't mess with a guy that stabs <laughs> another guy with a fork. Killed a Jedi with a gun. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, his his <laughs> reputation's already spread around, but yeah, but like he to get to get a ready to bench press and then oh, reaches down and gets right, the communicator yeah, and is in uh, the middle of the workout room just chatting. The only good thing that came from that scene is he uses his code name, yeah, Ben. You know, because he calls in and he. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he calls in and he said, you know, he's like, "This is Ben." Just, I guess, just in case someone picks up transmissions. My name's Benjamin. <laughs> I mean, not not exactly that cool. That I mean, explains you know. a lot. <laughs> so, and supposedly he used that name. I, I, you know, I'm doing this off memory. Mm-hmm. So I could be in, in completely imagining this, but I believe there was somewhere that stated he used the code name as well when he was on Mandalore. Uh, and that Satine was actually supposed to call him Ben, but they thought it wasn't as romantic, so they did, like, I think she calls him Obi sometimes or something. I can't remember. That's cute. Um, So when they were doing the original episode where they appear together, they were like, eh, Ben's not cute enough, so they nixed that. Um, Pardon me sipping my coffee. So I don't know if that undid the whole, oh, he used the code name there, or if that's still canon. But either way, so this is not, this may not be the first time he's used the code name. When I imagine, like, him using a code name in front of, like, Satine, I just imagine him wearing, like, a top hat and a monocle with a fake mustache over top of his mustache. <laughs> right. Just like, my name is Ben. <laughs> right. I'm from the planet Norway. Um, anyway. So, our cute old favorite comes back. Yeah, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yes. Sporting a new haircut, too. Sweet baby. So he this looks is, so angry. This is them after spending some time in prison after the events yeah. with his whole revenge scheme. Yeah, with he Mace. looks a little older. I think it's yeah, mostly a little, due to the he's haircut. Definitely taller. The lines in his face that they animate in mm-hmm. make him look even more like Django. Yeah. It's incredible. There, You can definitely see where they're starting to blend him with their animations uh, for the yeah. clone troopers and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's got a fluia. Of course, yeah, because they were thrown Daddy in prison Foss. together. But I love when... So, the whole incident is staged, but Boba attacks Reiko, and Reiko kind of just shoves him off, but, but then Bosk shows up and he's like, if you've got a problem with Boba, you've got a problem with me. And I'm just like, oh, that's so cute. What happened to you two? <laughs> Don't ever talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just like, what happened to you two? You know, like, I want, I, I mean, wonder what, what, if there was a falling out, or if there was just a time when Bosk was just like, ah, hey, you're grown up, get out. Like, you're my child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because uh, clearly they're, they're good partners. Well, like, I imagine it's like Trandoshans, 
in the nest with their eggs and right, just, they hatch and just, just like kick one out. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, get out of my house. I'm just like you know on the set of well not on the set of it but in Empire Strikes Back was there like a little cute moment where he's just like I'm so proud of you little boy. I'm so proud of you son. I remember when you were killing dudes with forks in prison. Now look at you. <laughs> Killing dudes with guns. I remember when I gave you that dent in your helmet. Like, <laughs> I, like, and no, I know that's not how he got it, but... Yeah, he got it from the boom mic. The guy in the pink shorts. <laughs> <just like, laughs> no. Cad Bane gave it to him. one of my favorite cosplays. At oh, yeah, that was cool. I like the behind-the-scenes one like that. Oh, man. There was, the... a, well, there was a Qui-Gon with the towel and sunglasses. Yeah. Like the behind-the-scenes of Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's uh, in the running of the Will Rohoods mm-hmm. during celebration there were a couple of guys with boom mics wearing nothing but pink shorts following them Mm -hmm. and it was so funny like that whole concept is hilarious to me but that just made it that much better yeah so yeah uh the whole incident's orchestrated so that and it's part of cad bane's plan to get him and morallo out and just to wrap it up reiko tags along basically and makes himself useful enough that morallo's like oh yeah, let's let's take him with us. Yeah. Uh, and then they escape. They've got a pretty good escape plan. Like getting oh, in yeah. weapons well, for the morgue. That's the and they even show dead bodies and everything and they talk like they're sending them to the crematorium. Like they, I mean they full on show a morgue. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like I wonder, Yeah, pretty clever. I, I wonder want, if it was based off something. I want I want a prison stories book. <laughs> right. Like, I would read the heck out of that. Like, the closest we got it's was Death, Death Troopers. Troopers. <laughs> <There you laughs> like... Bubbles! <laughs> oh, um, what is this madness? That book right. was amazing. Well, anyway, they tw- escape. Yes. <laughs> they so, away to a vista. So 20 minutes in, that's that madness. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to give you an ad and come back with the next episode. All right, and so moving on from there, our fugitives are on the run in Season 4, Episode 16, mm-hmm. Friends and Enemies. Can I just say real quick? Sure. Looking at Cad Bane without his hat on, his head's weird. Well, yeah, they're, I mean. Yeah, like, I know, abnormal but like. heads, yeah. <laughs> and he's got, and and it's very noticeable. He, for a little bit of this episode, he wears, actually for the whole of this episode, I think it's the next episode he replaces it, but um, <clears throat> yeah, he's not wearing yeah. his hat. It's, it's one of those things, like, the only way that we, sh- we spotted Dave Filoni at Celebration was from his face and the fact that people were talking to him. Without a hat, he looks like a completely different person. Right, yeah. Um, and and that's the thing, is, like, Cad Bane has a different hat, and so, it and it's very noticeable here. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway. Anyway. Uh, oh, I didn't read the moral, did I? No, you didn't. The moral for this episode is, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Very familiar little thing there. What, what about your frenemies? Where do you keep them? Uh, somewhere in the middle keep them underground uh so yeah they're on the run they're in a they stole a ship and they're headed to a planet what's uh they're heading to now hutta now hutta so we're going we're getting to see a little bit more of now hutta and it's and it's not just reused area it's the new little it's like a market it's like a it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like this little society that's built there Mm -hmm. because it's close to the huts for some reason I don't know. So, um, like, but yeah, it's like this, it, I wouldn't say city, but it's like a little town. Yeah, you, we see markets and yeah. bars. I I was thinking like, hey, this is where Zero's dead. What do you think a hut skeleton looks like? Do they uh, have skulls? 
Well, interesting, because they're slugs. They're so slugs. I'm sh- well, they have. Are to they have, like jellyfish? I feel like I feel like they're more like snakes than slugs. Ugh. Just because, <laughs> I mean, they have. They clearly have some skeletal structure. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'd all look very similar in pudgy slug things. I just like imagine a a hut without a spine is just like. You can't That's see that on a microphone, but like beautiful. John can tell you. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they have to have skeletons. I know they have three lungs. They Thanks, three Master lungs? and Apprentice. Why? Because yeah. they're big. I don't know. Is it like cows have like four stomachs? No, I think it's just because they're big and they get winded. Which, they don't have four stomachs. They have four chambered stomachs. I know. It's one big stomach with sections. It's a sections. huge stomach. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, they're on the run. Yeah, they're um, heading to Nalhuda. Um, get a to get well <clears throat> yeah to get a ship yeah so it's immediate cad bane does not like obi-wan does it cad bane like anybody i think he likes his hat he likes his hat <laughs> yes that's, that's, that's it. it that's it yeah um so they're going through the thick at- atmosphere of nalhada and they crash. Yeah, Reiko crashes it and is just like, oh, they'll never find us now. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we also have crashed ship. Uh, but everyone's fine, unfortunately. So <laughs> they need a new ship, obviously. So they uh, go to the Bilbosa Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Interesting there you go. name. So that's, I, that's what it's like. I was, it's not quite a town, but it's not quite a city. It's like, yeah. it's just this little massive community on Nelhutta. Yeah. For some reason. And they need a shopping montage. Yeah, they, well, it's not much of a montage. We yeah. we just actually see them shopping. Yeah. Like, Reiko gets new armor. Yeah, and um, his helmet is based on unused concept art for Boba Fett's helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the more iconic pre-Mandal... Pre- T-visor style. Mm-hmm. Um, still, you can see some of the elements like the Pathfinder and everything, so... Yeah. And even his uh, helmet in the last one had elements of this as well. So that's just Dave Filoni using Macquarie art like he loves to do. Um, But it's one thing I've always appreciated. Um, And also speaking of headgear, so Cad Bane's looking for a nice hat. He finds a decent one. Um, In the process of finding that one, though, he actually picks up a fedora, uh, which is obviously a reference to um, Indiana Jones. Of course. And just to mention Morallo, since we're talking about everybody's fashion statements, uh, he decides to go with the very used uh, Stormtrooper, Snow Trooper armor thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, at this point, there's no way that it could be Snow Trooper armor, but it's the exact same chest plate that uh, General Veers wears, Snow Troopers wear, and Dengar wears. So, it's... it's, Dengar. It's a familiar element. Yeah. I'm just I'm I am curious where this comes from since again snowtroopers don't exist yet. Yeah. But uh Pablo who runs the shop that you're shop they're shopping in does not have the right weapons. Not enough uh RPGs. Just not the right stuff. Not the right stuff. Oh and, oh oh oh. oh. <clears throat> and so to go back to threatening a guy with a cup, Cad Bane one ups that threatens a dude with a toothpick. Yes, he does. <laughs> and then follows through on that. <laughs> And they leave without paying, which is a total jerk move. Well, to be fair, I feel like the payment was your keeping your life. We don't take don't 
kill me's. <laughs> I mean, we stopped I taking take those in Odd Four. I I take don't kill me's. I I'm I'm good with not dying. I, we stopped taking those the same day. We stopped taking pretty pleases. <laughs> anyway, so they get the weapons, or they decide Bane will get the weapons yeah. with Moralo. Reiko will get a ship. Right. And Bane just sort of says to Moralo, "We're gonna leave him behind. Right. We're gonna ditch him. Right." Well, and, the, and and they end up doing that. Um, the cool thing is the ship that Reiko is trying to barter for is based on uh, the Hound's Tooth. Yeah. Uh, which is a really cool design. It has its origins as uh, Bosk's bounty hunter ship. Yes. It's just a really cool and interesting ship. Yeah. Like, um, okay, let me see if I remember this from Tales of the Bounty Hunter. Bosk has the Hound's Tooth, of course. Yep. Uh, Slave One is Boba's. Yep. Dangar's is the Revenge. The Vengeance. Something like that. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Greedo's is just a giant ducky that he rides on the back of. <laughs> I don't know. Not accurate. I have no idea what Greedo's ship is. He's not important. He's not He's cool not. enough to get a ship. He's he not on that level. No. Uh, I don't remember what IG-88's ship is. Uh, the IG-2000. Oh. Yeah. Yep. That's cute. He named his ship after himself. It's, it's, well, no, I mean, it's almost its own droid, but clear, it's still pilotable. Yeah. It, it has a very strong, uh, onboard AI, though. Yeah. So it's just, it's like he's flying a droid, but he's also not kind of thing, if that makes sense. Can like, he can trust the, the ship to do what it needs to do if he programs it to, but he can also tell it what to do. I imagine it's kind of like, you know, Catbus from Totoro? Yes. Can you imagine riding inside another living human being? No. I mean, I did it for nine months, but I don't remember any of it. <laughs> you piloted. Clearly wasn't. Clearly wasn't like spectacular enough because I don't remember anything. Yeah. Do you <laughs> do you think about that? Like, nope. Humans are mech suits for a little while. No, you know what? that's <laughs> not how it works. But okay. Birthing pods. I don't know. Um. So the hound's tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I love the ship design, and it's cool to see this show up here. Um, and I think somewhere we actually get to see Bosk use the hound's tooth somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly. We know he still has the hound's tooth. Yes. So I'm just going to put it that out there. It was in the impound lot. But when it this... Got it. Yeah. Yeah, but this, is de- this isn't it. No. But similar design. It's actually just hound's tooth, yeah. but red. We get a... Real sassy salesman who is a Bith. Yes, he is. That's not me calling him a bad name. That's what it's called. <laughs> that he's figuring down in the modal notes. Um, um, but so Bane and Eval. Yeah, they are, ditch. Rico. They're basically just like, yeah, we're we're gone. And but Jedi <sighs> Obi Wan gets a tracking beacon on them. Yeah. It took so much to get that sentence out without, like, <laughs> Who stuttering. is this person? Um, <laughs> Who are? And when he's captured, uh, he ends up actually being like, hey, I can track down the dudes that stole this guy's ship, and mm-hmm. you can bring them to justice, and where you can all be happy. Um, which yeah. is cool. I mean, it's clever thinking on your feet, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it... it Takes an interesting turn. Yeah. But first. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Cad Bane and Evol have a bounty placed on them, because obviously they know. Yeah, well, all three of them do. Yeah. Um, but Mace and Yoda are just, like, going to Chancellor Palpatine and saying, Could you not? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Could you take it off? Please? Yeah, they're because <laughs> it's getting them unwanted attention. Yeah. When because their whole thing is we want them alive so that they can lure us back to uh, the the mastermind behind Evol's plan of mm-hmm. assassinating the Chancellor. Yeah, just lying all over the place. And even though the Chancellor is kind of meeting halfway, he's also on the side like, "Hey, Anakin, guess what? Guess what I heard? Guess what came down my windpipe?" They're on now, Huda. You should you should go check that out. Yeah, because we get another one of those moments between Palpatine and Anakin, that uh, where Palpatine's just like, "Hey, a lot the of Jedi manipulative, yeah. definitely manipulative, in terms of oh yeah, he knows what he's doing." And here's the thing, Palpatine knows both sides. Mm-hmm. Palpatine, he might not know the specifics, but he knows the Jedi have a plan that they're trying to enact, and clearly it involves not killing these bounty hunters. Yeah, but. Palpatine obviously knows the separatist side of things because he's in charge of everything. He knows what their plan is. He loves this so much. And in all of that, he is now adding Anakin into the mix of, let's see how we can push him over the edge. Yeah. And one way or another, he knows him going after Reiko is going to help with that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so Anakin is just feeling so bad. Mm -hmm. He's so sad. Uh, he wants to kill Rago, of course, because he thinks, hey, he killed my bestie. Right. Um, yeah, it just, we get a lot of vengeance in this ending of the episode. Well, and what's interesting well, is the, the dialogue, too, um, and then we can move on. I just yeah. wanted to mention, because pa- a big way that Palpatine's manipulating him is he says, you know, you cannot deny your feelings, they're what make you special, mm. and he's constantly using that thing, like... If you want to look at how individuals, particularly young, damaged individuals, are manipulated into mm-hmm. terrible things, cults, and all, all these other things. Absolutely. They prey on those areas that no one else gives attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, and, like, and yeah. here, clearly, you. I mean, you hear it in dialogue, even in Revenge of the Sith, where he's like, yeah. they don't trust you. They asked you to do something you don't agree with. Like, he's constantly going after those dilemmas where it's like, they won't talk to you about this. They won't understand, but I understand. And they keep telling you not to feel and to, to suppress your emotions, and they make you bad. Yeah. But they're what make you special. They're, yeah. You should trust your emotions. You should listen to your emotions. And yeah. so neither side is wrong. Oh, yeah, definitely. But doing one without the other. So listening to your emotions without listening to your sense and listening to your sense without being sensitive to your emotions is where you get Anakin. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where you get a damaged individual that doesn't know how to process things and just rushes bum first into situations (laughs) and is just like... I am imagining that visual. It is lovely. It's just like, that's how you get bad situations. Yeah, that's... And you got a stew going, baby. Exa- and that's what's going on here with Anakin. And Palpatine is just stirring the stew. <laughs> There's a lot of meat just, left on just that. Dur- just stirring the bum first stew. <laughs> anyway. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, back on Nal Hutta. Speaking of bum first stew, back on Nal Hutta. <laughs> <laughs> he's eating some, uh... Well, it, he's, he's drinking... Doing something. He, it looks like he's drinking a martini. I don't know. Like, uh, do you yeah. think like this is the first drink that Obi Wan's had in a long time? No, I think I think he drinks regularly. He hangs out with Anakin a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you did you see how eager he was in Attack do of the Clones think, to get a drink? Do you think like he'll just like 
drunk hollow uh, Satine sometimes, just like, <laughs> Satine! <laughs> Anakin! Oh. He's such a butt! <laughs> but you yeah. don't understand. Don't understand me, Dad. Um, um, but yeah, so he... Oh, so... Yeah. Yeah, so he sold out Mar... Uh, Mar... <laughs> Malo... Mar... Mar what is his name? Moralo Evolve. Moralo. Something Evolve. like that. Yeah, there you go. Moralo Evolve. For some reason, I can't just say his first name. <laughs> That's why I keep saying Evolve, because I can't remember his first so name. So, <laughs> they he sells them out, and then orchestrates his own escape, knowing yeah. that they'll get out of it, seek him out, and in the meantime, he's gotten a ship to replace the one yeah. that they shot down. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but then, of course, so... They get their ship, and, and there's actually the moment of exchange where they're hopping in the new ship and flying off, and Anakin and Ahsoka are just arriving. Yeah. But we get an extra scene with Anakin. Yeah, where he just straight up chokes a guy for just information. Just a bartender. And Ahsoka's like, what? Like, here's the thing. Like, you choking um, Pago the Lesser that was, to get information. That was fine. He got information. Yes. He, he's a bad dude. Understandable. This is just a bartender. He's just a dude doing his job. Just an Anthorian trying to do his job. Poor babes. Uh, like, he chokes all of his throats. <laughs> right. Well, it's not canon anymore that... <laughs> I don't know, but... <laughs> it's not canon that there's a guy... There's a man with three eyes who is Palpatine's <laughs> son anymore, but I'm still gonna talk about that. <laughs> and that's how it works. Freaking but, Triclops, um, man. So, I mean... Basically, just says like they just left. What did you want? What do you want yeah. me to say? <laughs> like, also, we're recording this on Easter Sunday, and I just want to say Happy Jackson Day, everyone. Oh, <laughs> clever. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, he's like he's gonna give thermal detonators to all the good little boys and girls. So we find out that the Bith has an interesting business running on with his brother, where For it's a like family-friendly show, John. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Where he, it's like, hey, I'll sell him a car filled with half a tank, and yeah. it'll get him just far enough to fill up at your gas station. Which is a thing! Oh yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely a thing. Absolutely. Like, that happens in real life all the time. And so, it's because of that swindling, though. First of all, check check your gas meter. Exactly. Like, that, that would have been the solution to this. But, uh, it's because they stopped for gas that Anakin and Ahsoka are able to catch up with them. Because they actually... Yeah. They coordinate with the Bith and are like, oh, that's a clever business. We're going to go to your brother's gas station now. And up, uh, there they are. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of a chase, which is awkward because they're both flying big ships. Yeah, and like... It... <laughs> yeah, Cad Bane jumps out at Yeah, one and he gets point, to use his rocket boots. Which, okay, so they didn't have your fancy hat, but they for some they reason had, had, had your boots? rocket boots. <laughs> like, really? Is that just a thing? And they had your wrist gauntlets to go with them, right? Like, yeah. what the heck? They've just been. I feel like if they had wrist, if they had wrist gauntlets and rocket boots, they would have your hat. Which, like all of the Mandalorians, have jetpacks, mm-hmm. and it seems like those are pretty easy to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. They're also very uh, easy to no. break. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You don't see that many jetpacks around. You mostly see them on Mandalorians. We saw a child Boba Fett cosplayer with an inflatable jetpack, and that was the cutest thing in the world. It was cute. <laughs> but yeah, so. There's a there's a fist fight uh, on the land um, wherever they are. There, I think they're on some somewhere. like asteroid or something. Yeah. So Anakin just full on tackles Obi Wan. Uh, there's some good imagery. It's foggy. There's uh, they're really playing on the images to heighten the emotion. 
yeah. in this. Um, and he's just straight up decking him. Yeah. I love seeing Jedi fighting with their hands. And then um, Reiko <coughs> Obi-Wan just straight up chokes him out and says, yeah. like, don't follow me. And, and it's in that moment, there's kind of this, what? And then he passes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and before they can really do anything, Ahsoka jumps in to protect him. Yeah. And it's this very... Not inter- not describing her character, but mm-hmm. it's this very animalistic, motherly... Like, I, you know, she's she's kind of crouched over Anakin's body. Yeah. But she's also, like, hyper-focused. Like, I just remember being like, oh, my God. Because she's deflecting the blast yeah. from Cad Bane. And it's just like, it's straight up. It's, it's heckin' cool. And it's like, <laughs> I just remember thinking of, like, how Mother mother Deer that moment was a little bit. I'd say Mother Goose. Because sure. geese are aggressive. <laughs> they are aggressive. Man, have you ever been bitten by a goose? No. It sucks. I don't trust geese. Um, they have, like, their beaks have, like, sharp things in them. Ugh. But yeah. to keep the plot going forward, Maralo evolves just like, let's go. Yeah. I'm done. So let's they all go. just hop in the ship and just yeah. fly away. And yep. Anakin wakes up and he's like, Obi-Wan's alive. Right. I don't it, know why. Yeah, he, I don't he know j- how. He just, he, ha- he comes back to the realization. Um... And so that's the first moments we see him start to think about maybe he doesn't have the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that moves us on to season four, episode 17, The, the Box. Box. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know why we say it like that, watch Hellraiser. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's much more based on the cube than the box. The box. Um, but that's just a fun way to say it. I've never seen that movie all the way through. What? The cube. Yeah, you have. You saw the first one through. Yes, I, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. I never. I haven't seen all the it's rest basically of just a giant murder cube. Which, which is, is basically sick. what this is supposed to be. Exactly. And we get <clears throat> some more of our favorite bounty hunter boys. And some new ones. And some new some ones. Some new interesting like a, ones. Just straight up toadstool. <laughs> just <laughs> not, a straight up quite. mushroom. <laughs> not quite. I mean, he's got a mushroom head. He, he, and he's based off of a character that was meant to be a mushroom, but he's not. He's a mushroom. He's not. Anyway, so they're, they finally make it to the whatever planet. I forget what it's called. But anyway, yeah, Dooku is there. Surprise, Dooku. Right. Like, as if he wouldn't immediately sense Obi-Wan, but whatever. Now, that that is an interesting point in terms of, like, he he's keenly aware of Reiko, but he doesn't seem to sense who it is, which I think is a bit of a, I I mean, and I don't want to say it to be like negative, but it does seem like a bit of a plot hole in terms of like what, it's not explicitly stated what, now, well, technically it is because supposedly in the end of it, we're led to believe Dooku knew all along. Yeah, sure. I think it's kind of like, you know, in Dragon Ball Z where Goku kind of hides his power level. Mm Mm-hmm. And I imagine it's like that. I mean, I can believe that there's something like that yeah. with Jedi and Force users, that they have some sort of, like, dial, internal dial of it, but Pigeon. still weird. What's Dooku's power level? Uh, power levels don't matter. Okay. I was hoping you were going to make the joke. Oh, over 9,000. Thank blah, blah, blah. you. We just ordered some Vegeta and Nappa uh, Funko Pops. Yes, because we do love Dragon Ball Z, in oh, case yes. you didn't know. Uh, anyway, so... We find out exactly why Ival and Cad Bane and Hardeen. Well, we find one. out in the end. So, in the end of this episode, yeah, it's revealed 
all of this was to put together a team. Putting who, together a team. Right, who could, now we know, capture the Chancellor, not kill the Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very convoluted plan, but I get it. I mean, I understand putting them to the test, and you figure if they can't make it, they, you know, it, yeah. easy cleanup. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's it's an elaborate way of putting together a team of capable bounty hunters and scoundrels to to complete this mission and so the box is the test for that yes like i was expecting this to kind of be like the last episode but no there's an episode after and, this. and the whole thing with maralo evol is that he designed the box that's it he's like, the box boy that's it he's just mad scientist dude that designed the box to test them all so yeah like i mean yeah, whatever yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. So there's a group of bounty hunters that are here to take the test of the box. Yes. Um, John, should we go ahead and rattle off some of our boys? Um, or should I mean, we just wait? <laughs> no, we can. I mean, so, the there's, it's a dozen bounty yeah. hunters. Um, and it goes down by one because Cad Bane kills Bulldugga. An Athorian gunslinger, uh, because he has Cad Bane's actual hat. Yeah, like, that was funny. Um. That was very funny. And so, originally, he and his brother were part of the, this, uh, but clearly now his brother's dead. And it's actually kind of sad. Yeah, he looks very he, disappointed. Yeah, the, the brother's just very, like, it was Aww. just a hat. It was my brother. Now, to be fair, Golduga did draw his gun what well, <clears throat> attempted to draw his gun first so, yeah i mean just give the dude back his hat. it hat. didn't look good on you anyway no authorians i was not aware they could wear hats right like hats don't work for you no but um so after that though we have of course bane hardeen we have kira swan um six tap darrowin embo embo who we know jacoli anka twazi sinrich and mantu so many weird names. Yeah, it's a lot of weird people. Like, uh, it so, was hard to keep straight. Uh, Kira Swan is a nod to Kira Knightley's uh, Elizabeth Swan character from Pirates of the Caribbean, and she is supposedly the two-time winner of the Obsidian Sphere, which is a reference to the Black Pearl. Um, That's funny. What is the Obsidian Sphere? Don't know. They don't really elaborate that. Um, it's like Thunderdome. Kind of. Darwin's design, he's the floaty mushroom guy. Um, he's, he's very floaty. He's based off of an, a concept for a cantina alien that was meant to be just like this living plant thing. Um, but he's much more of this kind of like floaty tentacle bag now. Let looks like a mushroom. Um, yeah, his, his, his head still does look like a mushroom. It, it looks like if Toad from Mario just sort of decided to grow. Um, and then the rest of them are kind of just variations on background characters we've already seen before. Um, so, Jacoli is based on Greedo. Uh, mm-hmm. Twazi is based on Ruma Paramita, um, that we saw from the Bounty Hunters episode. Um, and then we also have a couple of other background characters, um, just of various alien species, like we get a Snaggletooth and... Uh, another Wakwayan, I believe. Um, either way, really, they're just filling in space. Not, yeah. uh, not many are going to survive this. Of course not. But there, there's who we're working with. 
Yeah, so we get the first chamber of the books, mm-hmm. uh, which is platforms and gas. So the idea of the box is to test them in ways that they would possibly encounter on the mission. Mm-hmm. This doesn't show up on the mission. It doesn't, like, <laughs> at all. Like, um, it's just straight up, there's no gas. On yeah, I, I don't... I mean, the real test is um, the escape lie, is going through the gas. Yes, which uh, Obi-Wan figures out. Right. And so the big idea is holding your breath until you can get to the other side. So you would think some sort of diving mission or something like that, but it, again, think. it doesn't come up. No. It's still clever, though. Yeah, it is. It's it's a great way to test somebody. It reminds me of the shrines from Breath of the Wild, which I've been replaying lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the more interesting and probably applicable stuff comes in the next... So, But yeah, yes. the, I mean, they escape. They go through the bottom of the floor because you would think the escape is above the the deadly gas, but it's actually go through the deadly gas. Yes. Clever. I imagine it's like, if you're going through a hail, just keep walking. That kind of thing. Um, that's just life, know. dude. Um, <laughs> so, But then that gets them to the next room of the box, and it, again, more a little bit more applicable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the challenge number two um, is a tunnel into a darkened room, and there are electric laser blades that I mean, just are coming out of the walls. Yeah, basically lightsabers. Basically, just lightsabers. And that's what they're meant to. Um, yeah. That's what they're meant to represent. And I I was struck by how much the designs on these pillars, which the lasers are coming out of, kind of look like the lament configuration, which is the box. Yeah, it, it had some texture and. Mm-hmm. design to it um and so yeah so basically there's they're just mo- they are a, some of them are moving in a pattern which yeah. Reiko identifies yes um but for the most part they're just going and mm-hmm. uh let's see one two uh at least three i think are killed in this room yeah uh the other authorian brother yeah and he's definitely Kurswan. killed um yeah they're killed pretty immediately so but the pattern really turns out to be a, a staircase essentially yeah. to the upper level to the next room yeah of the box and Dooku is startled by his by Reiko Hardin's yeah so again we see he's just like smartness yeah he's aware of him also he's kind of helping everyone else <laughs> it, it's that not is very a bit, bounty hunter yeah thing. now well i mean to a degree he should have to because yeah. in the end whoever survives is going to be the team to do this and you need to trust your team but also also, Every man for himself. Yeah, scoundrel, you know, kind yeah. of deal. But so in the next room, we get kind of a saw trap. Yeah, this one's much more um, reminiscent of what mm-hmm. would be possible. What would you'd see in the film, the cube, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing, and and yeah, sawish. Which, which the cube is yeah. just box saw. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which basically. do you prefer, John, the cube or? Oh, saw. saw easily. Absolutely. The bo- uh, the cube is the first one's really interesting. The second one gets way too trippy, and yeah. it's just weird from there. But yeah, yeah, I I think that's what they were trying to do with the movie uh, Escape Room. This is for another podcast. Yeah, like, I, we're well, going to talk about Saw on Unmasked, yeah. which is our horror podcast coming next month. By the way, there you go. So if you're into horror, check that out. But um, May thirteenth. Yeah, I mean it. It seems like a blend of not explicitly horror elements, but elements that we see in other horror films. Yes. 
um, being brought into the Star Wars vibe a little bit. I feel like after Saw, there were so many movies that tried to be Saw. Right. Chambers, traps, it's you the know, same riddles thing. and all that other yeah. stuff. It's the same thing with with Twin Peaks. There have been so many references, so mm-hmm. many parodies. It's just like it. Anyway, so uh, there's a ray shield, which kind of, I think, gave Obi-Wan PTSD for a minute. Because, like, <laughs> master. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's kind of a ray shield, but it is still lethal. Yes. Like, um, someone tries to touch it and they just straight up die. But there's a serum that is possible to make one uh yeah it's an electrolyte serum so then you could pass through yeah and it's toxic to everyone except for one of them. except for one yes yeah. that's is, the clever yeah. thing which is kind of the reverse of the anaconda far death which is oh it's, yeah it's fine for everyone except for rhodians right which is the giveaway yeah um and it's again reiko who yeah. figures out but he had this prior knowledge um, so it's yeah. the floaty gas bag dude's species yeah. that this type of serum would work Car with. Carwan, that's his name. Um, supposedly it only works on, I think, males? Is what he says in the episode? Something like that. Um, there's a 50% chance that the bloodstream of a Carwan can absorb the serum. 50% uh, chance? That's, that's a... Right. Yeah. So, because I remember, like he, that, like Cad Bane's asking him about it, uh, and he's like, "Oh, well, there's a fifty percent chance that the parwan would work." And he's like, "How do you know that?" And he's like, "I used to hunt, hunt parwans." And then the dude's just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's what he sounds like, and it's hilarious. Exactly. That's like, so funny. Ugh. Um, but uh, anyway. so you know, yeah, he, he uses the serum, passes through the ray shield, hits the hatch, and that yeah. leads them to the next room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like this next room. This is the oh, final yeah. room, and I, yeah. I really like this one. Yeah, um, so Dooku is still very interested. He's watching uh, Hardin's career with great interest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think <clears throat> Ival kind of gets a little jealous. Oh, yeah, he does he, not like not being the guy. Because yeah. Dooku is just like, hey, he's in charge of the mission now if he survives. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and um, that get, that gets some more payoff. Yeah. Uh, later, especially after, again, Reiko shows off. But. Yeah. This <clears throat> next room is a very, it's video game. It's oh yeah, very it's very video, video game. Like, but again, ugh. this is one. Okay, so the ray shield works because that comes back. Yes, it does. Um, the lightsaber thing, they don't face off lightsabers, but that is a possibility of the mission. Mm-hmm. And this one again with the sniping. Is part of the mission. It's still that gas chamber one that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But this one, yeah. this one does work. Yeah, they come into a room with a rifle, um, and some glowing lights on the wall across from them, and so of as, course, you know, uh, six tat. Yeah. As soon as he picks up the rifle, yeah. the the dot starts moving. Which, if this was a video game, this would infuriate me. <laughs> yeah, you would be very good at this one. I'm a tank. <laughs> I don't aim. Right, you would just blow up the wall. <laughs> exactly. Just blow up the freaking wall. Um, it's very, like, Zelda, Zelda Dungeon-esque. Yeah, and it's very a Dungeon Trappish, and yeah. um, Sixtat does pretty good for... S- dungeon Trappish is my, uh, is my bounty hunter name. It's Trappish. That's Trappish, what I Thank you. yes. Um, he does pretty good, but then he misses one, and what we see is the platform he, that yeah. they're on, yeah, it 
retracts whenever they miss a shot. Which is incredibly cool. What, but why were you standing on the edge in the first place, though, dude? Oh, I get a, get a better shot. Yeah, whatever. Also, yeah, like two feet is going to give you a much better shot. I don't know, John. Maybe I it mean, will work. If someone's a, a sniper expert, you can you can let me know. But I don't think in a room that's only probably 60 feet long, you needed two extra feet to make a better shot. I don't know. But whatever. Um, so... So, yeah, he died. Yeah. He dead. So, Hardeen picks up his, uh, the rifle without, like, you know, much to do. And he just straight up gets all of it in two seconds. Well, and what ends up messing up is he runs out of shots. Mm-hmm. And so this is where, you know, again, Morale Evolved being jealous, he's just like, oh, I guess you die. And it's just like... That's uh, a jerk move. Right. Like, I mean, I get... Also... If he failed, but he didn't fail. Throw the gun at the wall. <laughs> right, right, oh, there you go. That would have been clever. Uh, oh, that really would have ticked me off if I was Moralo Evolve. Or just, like, take off your helmet and throw it at the wall. Um, like, just, just and do then, something. So, but... Yeah, so Moralo Evolve starts doing the... Uh, releasing the platform, but Cad mm-hmm. Bane actually saves Reiko, which is interesting. Yeah. But even Cad Bane has enough bounty hunter honor to be like, alright, if you're gonna kill a dude... Kill a dude. Like, yeah, because, I mean, again, he didn't fail the challenge. So if you want him dead, you got to come make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so fisticuffs. Yeah, and I love this I love this shot of, like, Cad Bane saving uh, Hardeen. Because mm-hmm. you're looking up into, like, the face of the bounty hunters, and you just see Imbo. Oh, just, yeah, like, Imbo. Just, arms crossed. Just Imbo just being cool. Imbo. I love Imbo. I love Imbo. He's, He's voiced by Dave Filoni. Yeah. Which is fantastic. He's my second favorite bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. No. No? He's my third favorite bounty hunter. Oh! Who's second then? Bosk. Okay, I, th- I was gonna say yeah. Bosk is awesome. I know who number one is, obviously. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So yeah, they have it out. Uh, and in the end, Reiko is too much Obi-Wan and doesn't yeah. kill Moralo Evol. Yeah, because he's just like decking him in the face. Yeah, he. I mean, he wins. He unloads on Re- this dude. Reiko wins easy, but um, in the end, because he couldn't kill Moralo Evol. And I think that's when Dooku's like, yeah... That's, uh... Well, again, we'll talk about that at the end of the next one, because there it's questionable, but either yeah. way, that's when he's disappointing and, said, yeah. you know, puts Cad Bane in charge instead. Yeah, um, and at the end of the episode, we get a very usual suspects lineup. Oh, of, yeah, very true. Yeah, like, oh, man, if you've never seen that in, that scene from The Usual Suspects, it is hilarious, if just because which, of Benicio Del Toro. Which... Also could actually have some minor inspirations on some of these elements in terms of the, it was Obi-Wan all along, you know, kind of the ending moments of the next episode where it kind of all unwraps a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so there we go. We end and we have our team together and, uh, Cad Bane is in charge and now we put the experience into action, uh, in the next episode. So we're going to, yeah. Oh, do you have something else? What you mean is, they're out of the box. Out of the box. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we're going to let you guys listen to some ads and have some fun with that. And we will be back in a moment with uh, the next episode. And now, to wrap it all up, we move on to Season 4, Episode 18. Yeah. Crisis on Naboo. 
And so everything is now paying off. All of the deception, all of the plans, the box, all of it culminated uh, to this, the actual act. Uh, and also the Jedi's plans of preventing it, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, Crisis on Naboo the Moral is, for this episode, trust is the greatest of gifts, but it must be earned. Very true. Yeah. I mean, you can't just expect people off the yeah. bat to just give you everything, um, especially yeah. not, and since most people have been hurt, you know, people who are hurt are mm-hmm. uh, far less trusting or less easily trusting. Understandably, yeah. I get that. And that's you know? the thing, like, I'm the type of person, if I meet someone, I'm going to treat you with respect because, you know, that's how I was raised. But trust and respect are not synonymous all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's always been my my view. Like, as soon as I meet you, I'm not going to explicitly trust you with everything, but I'm going to have respect for you. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Uh, that's... Yeah. The us- the latest episode of Megan's Moral Upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I got, like... I got a throat lozenge in the break. And I'm sucking on it. And it's Vicks Vaporub flavored. Which is just disgusting. I kind of love it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just... I can't imagine licking Vicks Vaporub, so... And that's basically what you're doing. Yeah. So, I'm a fan of it. Alright, well... It hurts you when and, I breathe. You... <laughs> Me too, but I don't. It's not because of the lozenge. Because <laughs> of celebration. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks to whoever got us sick. Yeah, it's not sick. It's just blah. Nah. Anyway, so the Jedi Council. This is what we open on. The Jedi Council is kind of going over the security measures of the Naboo Festival, which is the whole point. Yes. And and this is what's silly because again, Padme or anyone else related to Naboo could have done this because. So what it's about is mm-hmm. it's a festival of recognizing the history of Naboo. And yeah. if you look at the fireworks and the details in them, that they tell the story of this, of um, how the, the people came to... Uh, there, so there was a colony ship that came to crash on Naboo, and that's where the original Naboo people came from. And it's got the disco- their discovery of the world. Well, okay. Not the original Naboo people. Those were the Gungans. Yeah. But so the original colonists. The people that we now know to be the Naboo mm-hmm. uh, were colonists that originally crashed there and settled there. And they did so by driving off the Gungans. We know that thanks to Queen Shadow now. Yeah. And so um, that's, where, thanks, guys. that's where that damaged history comes from. But, of course, you know. That's that's kind of uh, something interesting about the whole celebration of their history is that their history is not exactly completely accurate. Yeah. Also, very few Gungans I saw. Like, I saw one. And I'm pretty sure that was Jar Jar. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so you have the people set up and uh, set up shop on uh, the Deja Peak, which is where we eventually see Feed build in mm-hmm. uh, its full glory. And, of course, you have the Republic Cog and other little mm-hmm. banners and details and such. And so, yeah, it's just about celebrating the history of Naboo. Mm-hmm. Anyone else could do this other than the Chancellor. But a, a, he's being difficult to be difficult, but he's also being difficult yeah. because of the plan. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, that's where we start to see. So the Jedi are doing their own preparations. Yeah. And as are the bounty hunters. Yeah. So... Mace is kind of iffy 
at this point, like, they haven't heard from uh, Obi-Wan in two days. Mm-hmm. Which, he kind of warned them, like, listen, yeah. I'm not gonna be in contact, just, I'm gonna keep my cover, I will let you know if I die. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, eh, eh. Yeah. So, but they're they're just making their plans, regardless mm-hmm. of his, and where, where, where he's at and what he's doing. Yeah, it reminds me of a joke that I used to tell your mom. When we would, like, leave the house, I would always tell her, yeah, uh, we'll text you when you get there. If we die, I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, she never found that funny. No. But yeah, so, they're getting ready for the festival. Guess who else is getting ready for the festival? The bounty hunters. The bounty hunters. Yes. (laughs) The hunters of the bounty. Um, so, Dooku and Cad Bane lay out their kidnapping plans. It's kind of clever, so... Yeah. Really... The straightforward thing is, obviously, Reiko's the sniper. Mm-hmm. Of um, course. And then, Embo, uh, Twazi, and, goodness gracious, what's me? Uh, Duroan. Uh, they are impersonating security officers. Mm-hmm. And then, Cad Bane and Marlowe Ball are just hanging out, waiting for them to bring them the Chancellor. Yeah, and they're equipped with a holographic disguise matrix. Which makes me think, why didn't they do that with... Hardine. Well, I feel like that's pretty detectable. I mean, it, yeah, it kind of phases in and out. What? Well, yeah, I think that's more for us, but yeah. it's also. I mean, yeah, I mean, holographic. It's technology rather than actual stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you're going to be in close contact and handling the person, I feel like you'd be able to tell the hologram. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why. Yeah. So the next day. Uh, they're escorting Palpatine, the Jedi are escorting Palpatine to where he needs to go, and uh, Palpatine's just like, why is there so much security? I'm an old man. I need a walker. Uh, uh, so I'm not a Sith Lord. Right, so annoying sometimes. Yeah, and just like, he he loves this. He oh, loves yeah. pretending to be an old man. Like, I think that's where uh, Yoda got it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, just like, ugh. He... he... Yeah, I don't think Yoda enjoyed playing the mystic fool. No. But I, it was funny. Mm. Like, if you, Oh, it was funny. That's some of my favorite Yoda there, is just where he's just yeah. crazy. If you haven't seen the Galaxy of Adventures uh, episode with Yoda, it is some of the funniest animation. Oh, yeah. Betw- I, I'm, I'm real iffy now, because that was originally my favorite one, but mm-hmm. now my new favorite one is where it's Leia and Wicket, and mm-hmm. it's just because of that one gif of Wicket just wailing on a stormtrooper. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and I'm just like... This is this yeah. is why I'm okay with murder bears now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean they're they're clearly getting ready, um, yeah. and he's continuing the act. Yeah. Uh, so, the Obi Wan goes up to his sniper's perch uh, in a tower apartment, which is bare. There's no furniture or anything, which I guess that's how you get a sniper roost. Well, I don't think it's an apartment. I think it's some sort of cellar or some. I mean, it's clearly part of the palace. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, he's in the Tower of London. No, not London. Nabu? I don't no. know. Yeah, maybe. Deed. Um, and yeah. so the the most security they have, which actually is pretty clever. I mean, the Pope does it, but they have <laughs> the ray shield around the The Pope primary. does not have a ray shield. He no. has a glass bubble. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same thing of just, like, yeah. security measures. I mean, it's clever. I mean, it, this is at yeah. least something. If you've never seen the Pope Mobile... Yeah. It is such a specialized funny car. Yeah. Because it's literally a car. 
and on top there is a glass it's a plexiglass bulletproof glass whatever um square yeah it's a box where the pope sits yep on a on a throne <laughs> yeah so basically they've got the ratio i mean here here's what's funny though is they've got obviously the chancellor some security the jedi and some other senders yeah um but there's a lot of other people not in the bubble yeah and so i think it's like, i think it's funny where it's just like how awkward would it be getting there and the just being like matter. right I'm, it's like uh my seats are over there but i kind of like to be in the ray but why is there a ray bubble <laughs> What, what is happening? Yeah. What What have you not told me? Um, yeah. But that's where the ray shield stuff comes in handy because it turns out that Darwin is going to slip through the ray shield yep. to like, deactivate it. Like what happened in the box. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I actually think that's pretty interesting. That mm-hmm. That's an, an interesting bypass to the situation. Yeah. And Cad Bane is there holographically disguised as a Nemoidian delegate. Yeah. So if you thought it was suspicious that somebody from the Trade Federation was there, it's because it's not. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Also, would the Trade Federation have been let in? I am surprised. Like, yeah. I feel like, like he should have been carded. You just straight up in, invaded our planet. Right. Like a couple years I don't, ago. I don't so really. No. I, yeah. Well, I feel not like couple, I feel like he probably ago. had some sort of, you know, pass or some sort of thing. Must have. Um, yeah. But. Uh, Reiko B1 um, outs Darwin and the plan. That's funny. Yes. And um, so uh, Anakin attacks Darwin and Darwin attacks Anakin and it's actually really lots of noodles. Yeah, um, like Darwin has a bioelectric shock. Yeah, so he's like a jellyfish now? <laughs> he's a mushroom he's just a, He's a little bit of everything that's useful. But so the clever part comes when... Um, the chancellor is stunned mm-hmm. and so we think okay now they're gonna grab him and kidnap him but mm-hmm. no they actually switch palpatine with uh injured soldier yeah which and, is really clever and they take an injured soldier out as palpatine mm-hmm. so they think they've got palpatine and then cad bane takes the real palpatine away mm-hmm it again it's it's an interesting twist i mean it could have been more straightforward but um we see eventually that it's not about that or or supposedly this might not yeah. have been a part of the original plan yeah and supposedly this came yeah. after dooku got suspicious about supposedly jedi infiltration yeah and um the ruse is kind of up when palpatine just straight up punches Anakin across the face. Oh, yeah. It, surprise! It's it's Twazzy. Yeah, it's kind of a reverse of the Captain Marvel trailer thing where yeah. she punches an old lady. I um, love that. I don't know why people were upset about that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, they figure it out and they're able to actually track down um, the... Uh, well, I think Reiko actually leads them yeah. to Morale Vol and Cad Bane mm-hmm. who have the real Chancellor. Yeah, and he's just, like, pointing a gun in his face and said, I'll take that. This and, is my old man. And they're actually outed because Juku was supposed to meet them there for pickup and didn't show. Yeah. And so we'll come back to that moment later. But, mm-hmm. of course, then it's supposedly all settled and done and taken care of, and we get the the reveal moment between Obi-Wan and Anakin. 
Yeah. Which is still awkward because he's still he's still Reiko. <laughs> he's still Reiko for the remainder of this episode, which is yeah. awkward. Like he hasn't gotten his face bones moved around back. Which I mean, I guess they don't have a facility yeah. for that on Naboo. But... And also something we didn't mention is that he he's got a voice cloaker. Yeah, as he well. has swallow a little droid thing that it, changes his voice. It's not like a pill. Mm-mm. It was huge. <laughs> I mean, what gumball size? Have you ever tried to swallow a gumball? Mm-hmm. I have. I'm glad that that's kind of something that we have in common. <laughs> we were both dumb kids. I mean, I lived. I did too. Yeah. High five. It'd be weird if you didn't. You'd be married to a dead woman. Yeah. I was also like eight when it happened, so. Um, I also swallowed some change. So then Anakin and Obi-Wan get to have the moment of... You didn't tell me the truth. Yeah. I, you I mean, lied to me, Dad. And of course, this is dangerous for Anakin because it leads him to the conclusion of... If you're willing to lie to me about this, are there other things I'm not being told? Are there other things they think? Like, again, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, but you know, again, a reason. I think would it would have been more positive for Anakin to be let in on this than to be kept out of it. Yeah. You know, I think that would have helped him trust the Jedi more, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But overall, it turns out that Obi Wan's still just not satisfied, and so he goes to look things over again. Um. And he, I mean, I don't really know exactly what he discovers out of it necessarily, uh-huh. because the next thing we go to is just Palpatine and Anakin being well, quote unquote we, captured. First, we find uh, Rico or <laughs> Obi Wan is up back in his perch, and he goes through his sniper case. Oh, it had a communication then, device, right? Yeah, it had it like a. In a really cool, almost like Hitchcockian way, mm-hmm. just like lifting up a secret compartment in the and oh my gosh, it's a com like he was listening the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. again, so I think, I think the first deviation of the plan was when Pal- was when Dooku started to get suspicious. It was like, okay, we need to alter this, so we're gonna actually swap uh, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And then I think when it was confirmed for him. Okay, yes, the Jedi did infiltrate Reiko's a turncoat. He just decided, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to come back after the festivities are done and everybody thinks, you know, the guards are let down. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody thinks that the, the yeah. situation's resolved. So it's actually kind of clever. I think this was plan C in terms of I'll show up when it's all said and done and I'll just take him by himself. Yeah. And, uh,. We get all dialogue between Anakin and Palpatine. Palpatine's like, oh, the queen of Nibiru uh, invited me to a banquet. Yeah. In a dark palace. <laughs> I mean, Where it's no one night. else seems to be. Um, and, and also, Anakin, escort me. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's more for the dialogue between them uh, as far as the events. Because Palpatine says, you know, I, I was under the impression the Jedi always worked as a team. Hmm. And all this other stuff. But Which, it, no. It's meant to stack on more of the you know manipulative distrust and everything yeah and then it pays off with them happening upon a very similar empire scene of dooku at the end of a long table like do you think that they just an empire just sat down and had dinner with vader at the no i feel like i feel like they just told them what the conditions of um think what was happening were and there was stuff on the table oh yeah well again i think that was set up prior yeah was like vader having a snack like sneaking a bite of cake or something. Well, since that would re- mean removing his helmet and everything. How does Vader eat? He doesn't. 
He gets sustenance other ways. He doesn't just pop mm. off his mask and eat a sandwich. <laughs> that would be funny, though. Sorry. <laughs> the things that I think about. Yes, well, save that for another podcast. <laughs> Dumb questions Megan has about Star Wars, <laughs> episode one. There you go. We'll, yeah. we'll start that next week, but for now, we're, we're talking Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Also, we have, a, we have an answer that was picked by y'all. To my question of how do clones get their tattoos. Oh, yeah. They most tattoo you, each other. Yeah, most of you think that. <laughs> About 10% of y'all said that it's just Sharpie, which <laughs> I was kind of going for. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Dooku's at the end of a long table. Uh, there's a small little uh, lightsaber fight between Dooku and Anakin. Yeah, and the whole yeah. time Palpatine's observing and is... Mm-hmm. I think this is when he's really starting to think, okay, Anakin He's is, handling He's himself. ready. Yeah. And Dooku's clearly not as capable. Mm-hmm. Even though Dooku's constantly attacking Anakin mentally and winning that way. Mm-hmm. So with Anakin, he's just complete slave to his emotions in these moments where he's just attack, attack, attack. Yeah. Even though Dooku's losing, he's still keeping the upper hand by mentally attacking Anakin. Yeah. And so... I think that's the only thing that saves Dooku a little bit in this. But overall, Palpatine, you see clearly observing yeah. and seemingly thinking, like, I think it's I think it's, it's time. time. I think, I mean, he knew what he was doing the entire time, but I think yeah. now is when he started to get the confirmation of, yeah, Dooku's on his way out. Ding, ding. My um, apprentice is done in the microwave. And so it, it's... It's when it's starting to get a little bit more neck and neck between them. But overall, obviously, because we know how things go, yeah, um, yeah Palpatine's we, fine. We've seen episode three. <laughs> right. Palpatine's fine. Dooku gets away. All that good stuff. Ta-da. Um, And so I do think elements of this were inspired by the idea of jump-starting yeah. episode three in terms of the capture of the Chancellor. But I don't know that they necessarily expected it to go through. I mean, like, I don't know. Because this early in the war, I felt, I feel like it wouldn't have worked out. Like, yeah, I don't think situations would have proven for Anakin to actually fall the way he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know. I, I think that there had to be some alternate intention to it. But nonetheless, it doesn't work out. Yeah. Uh, the Chancellor is impressed by the Jedi yet again, and he, he gives Anakin a little shoulder pat, like, hey, good job, good job baby boy. Uh, and he gets, we get the dialogue of, one shudders to think where the galaxy would be without the Jedi. Oh, you, you Said think, helps. you think about it. You, you think about it quite often. <laughs> you like the thought of it. When you're in your fuzzy slippers, <laughs> enjoying your sleepy time tea at the end of the night with your exactly. big bathrobe. So, um... But, again, I think there's a bit of a win for the bad guys in this just because he, they got them to go... They they got them to push the limits. Mm-hmm. Um, push it to the limit. They got, they got the Jedi to kind of stretch their moral fiber a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think in a negative way. Yeah, they saved the day and did all the good stuff, but in the end of it all, I do think some things were sacrificed in terms of trust and... and um, you know, moral uprightness. So it's just one of those ways that they're moving in the direction Palpatine wants them to, and they don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. But um, 
interesting few episodes, definitely, for sure. Definitely. Any any standouts for you in terms of things that went on, themes, all that stuff? Man, I was just happy to see Embo again. He, right. I like, remember how excited you were when he popped up. I was up. incredibly excited. Like, when Sugi showed up in the uh, other episode, I was equally as excited. Because I just, I love that little Bound mm-hmm. of Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Bo- bound of Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Band of Bounty Hunters. <laughs> um... And it's something about them. They look good together. They do. So that is it uh, for this arc of episodes, though. That'll that'll do it for the Obi-Wan Undercover. Um, you can let us know what you thought of these episodes on the social medias and make sure that you're following us there as well. Um, and so that way you can stay up to date for other Clone Wars episodes as well as all the other great stuff that we do uh, for the podcast and for YouTube and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Next week we are coming to the end of the season with uh, the Ventress Alone arc, is what I call it. Um, we start to see some of the aftermath of Ventress's arc and mm-hmm. see some of that uh, take a little bit of an interesting turn. She takes a lot of drinks. and like she's, she's developed a habit and I'm worried about her. <laughs> it's only a couple episodes, so we're kind of debating if we'll add on the next two episodes as well since uh, they're about Maul's return, <laughs> finally. So... Instead of doing two separate episodes about two episodes, we'll do one episode about two arcs of two episodes. I will say, I have a lot to say about Maul. As per usual. I mean, but it's not all got to be said there just because, I mean, that's not it. No. I mean, we're going to get more Maul eventually, so I mean, it's not like you're going to talk about everything Maul right now. Because if, if, if every time Maul showed up, we just talked all about everything Maul, we would just repeat ourselves quite a lot. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm so okay with I talking think, I think about we can Maul. wait a while before we do a full unload. I will accept your terms. <laughs> um, nonetheless, uh, come back next week and we'll have some Clone Wars for you. We'll have um, some. <laughs> and next week uh, for the main show also. The main show is not going to post on Wednesday as it usually does because we are having special guest Michael Morisi join us again to talk about his new book and more Star Wars stuff and so uh, to make that work out we're going to post our main show and our Clone Wars episode both on Friday Mm -hmm. so you get a little bit of a break in the week there so enjoy that Um, nonetheless though we will have all of our regular uh, regularly scheduled programming going on including additional stuff like an episode 9 uh, trailer breakdown, a Mandalorian trailer breakdown. We're going to have a review of Master and Apprentice, uh, and other good stuffs going up on our YouTube channel and everything. Yeah, so between ready. our podcast and our YouTube channel, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get that stuff. Our YouTube channel has been hippie hopping lately. Yeah, so because um, we're going to be updating both on the regular now. So uh, if you're subscribed to the podcast mm-hmm. where you get them, great. Make sure wherever you get them, you also rate them, especially over on iTunes. Most of our listeners are there. And we would greatly appreciate if you would let others know how awesome we are and how much you yep. love us. And also, I, we've already talked about it. I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but get ready. May 13th, our new podcast is coming out. Yeah, if you're into horror, um, scary movies, all that good stuff, that's what we're going to talk about. What's your favorite scary movie? You can let us know on Twitter. And yeah. so you'll start to see more stuff pop up about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. Go ahead and subscribe to Unmasked. Can they? Is it's on Anchor. True. I mean, it's not ready yet. It's not ready. It's, it's we'll let you know when it's ready. It's we'll, we'll let you know when it's ready. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, you'll start to see more talked about it uh, coming up soon. 
So just another reason social media is get connected there. Yeah. All that good stuff. And if you love what we do, Patreon is the place to help us do what we do. Um, we could greatly appreciate uh, use your support uh, to help us create great nerd herder content and continue to deliver great quality stuff. And so Anchor uh, is a great place to do that, but Patreon is even better. And uh, through Patreon, you actually get rewarded for giving. Mm -hmm. we got all kinds of different bonuses, including something that's going up next weekend, which is an episode dedicated to just talking about A New Hope. Um, and so if you like bonus content, if you like uh, extra nerd herder goodness, you can support us on Patreon and get access to all of that good stuff. Yep. And so, and thank you to Rebecca, who is already over on Patreon kicking butt with supporting us in what we do. Thank you, Rebecca. And I think that's it. Do you like muffins? I do like muffins. I love muffins. Well, guys, we're going to leave it there. I have been your herd leader, John Wayne. I've been your herd mom, Megan. Stay scruffy, guys, and may the force be with you. Muffins. <laughs>